0: Welcome back. Hey, welcome. Somebody new is here. Hi,
1: oh, this is my mom. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is
0: my Nice to meet you. Hi.
1: Welcome. Is he here? He's
0: shaking.
1: He's fine. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> fine. He won't remember where he sat.
0: All right. So we'll continue this text number 43. We are getting to the half of that <laughs> work of Saint Theodorus. Great. Well, down, well, well, still, we, you have time. If, if we have, will be in a few off. weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: You ready?
0: Let's start three. Okay.
1: A monk who disobeys the commands of his spiritual father transgresses transgresses the special vows of his profession. But he who has embraced obedience and slain his own will with the sword of humility has indeed fulfilled the promise that he made to Christ in the presence of many witnesses.
0: All right, as we were talking last time, uh, these few texts we are going through now are connected with this um, uh, theme of uh, relationship between uh, disciple and his spiritual father. Uh, Theodoros is talking to monks and he writes to monks but for us his words have value too Um, because uh, in our case, we, uh, even we are not giving like vows that were to, to obedience, but in some way, um, when we are entering to this process of spiritual growth, um, we are entering to this special obedience to our spiritual fathers. The, the thing is that this is something that is forgotten and was forgotten tradition because this was always somehow understood in correct uh, or rather correct way and very close to this almost monastic way and uh, but but something was changed and it causes a lot of problems today uh, we had this books Study group uh, with Slovaks, and after the group, one couple. Well, there's good news that they started in one parish this uh, this meeting. So, this couple travels like one hour for that meetings every Friday. Yeah, happy and uh, on their way home, and they got fat, tired, and uh, uh, well, there was some kind of problems. Anyway. Uh, a car stopped, there were two young people there and they offered to help and they gave them a ride home and they said those young people were they said they were so on fire for Christ, they were a burning and they said that even we got home before midnight they stayed we invited them for tea and we spent a lot of time talking and and he said they were impressed that how on fire, how much excitement was for Christ. How they were like they had this faith that really God can do everything. And so, but they discussed then later and ask what what to do, what to do about how what can they tell them to keep this excitement, this fire. And this is this is something what what we can see in present time, very often, that because when God's grace touches our heart, and we come to faith, that this faith is alive in us, so it is connected with this, this. Hey, hello, welcome. This faith is is connected with this excitement, zero, in in. A, in a soul and they are burning for Christ and and it seems that everything is so easy in spiritual life and this can last even for some time especially if you are in in a company uh, with people who have the same experience so it can it can last for some time but usually what is happening that when this zeal disappears, usually even this uh, zeal for Christian life disappears too. With that, that it is it is really this uh, this emotion is gone, and there is nothing left to keep this uh, walking on this path. It was emotion what was pushing person and his path toward Christ, and when this is that, they don't know how to live that and uh, this is happening now very often, and the problem is and there, uh, that there is that we forgot to keep this advice from holy fathers who say. Saint Simon the New Theologian he says if you came to faith the first thing you have to do to find the spiritual father you know it means that because that spiritual father many times the, he puts like rain on your zeal you know and he teaches you and forces you to walk on the path when you are not moved by emotions but through understanding of the spiritual laws. How does it work? And and he, f- because when this deal comes, you know, many times what you are doing is that you become like your own spiritual director. You are, and, and you don't realize that you are picking what fits to you from gospel, from spiritual life. You choose what makes you happy, what increases your zeal, which feels good, even if it is hard, but, well, this is what pleases you. And, actually, you are not growing faith, you are just feeding your self-love, you know, you are feeding this pleasure that you have this um, pleasure from, that you accomplished something. I did that, I, I, I. And, uh, and it might be that you are thinking that you are doing uh, God's will, but actually you are doing your own will, which leads to satisfaction of this desire for these good feelings, uh, satis- inner satisfaction, uh, accomplishment. You know, and especially if people started to praise you for that, so you, are, you might be lost. And this, there is uh, this is why we need somebody who would guide us, who would uh, who would uh, show us correct path and maybe to remind us well, you should take care of this or this. For example, this was very powerful uh, story for me at least. That I don't know, maybe I in past maybe I said this. Hello, Samuel. There was a uh, one monk, young monk, who joins some, uh, monastery. He became monk, and they found out that he has beautiful voice and he can sing. So, while well, for sure they put him to work, so he became a cantor during services in this small brotherhood where he was. But very soon, uh, this this news that there is a monk who can sing very well was spread, so they started from other monasteries, started invite him if they had big celebrations or feast days or whatever. So he went to sing to sing there, to serve. And one day, his spiritual father stopped him and he told him, from now on, you stop to sing. You are not going to sing anymore. Even not in our brotherhood. Even if other is brother, you never will be singing in the church. You can pray in mind, you cannot sing. And it, for many monks, it was like, oh, he killed a talent, you know, Uh, and and but this monk, uh, this spiritual father, was, was. really strict with that, and this monk obeyed him. And after 20 years, or something like that, he he gave this testimony. He said, if my spiritual father would not make this step, I would be lost, because pride would take over my heart. Because he was growing uh, even he was trying to be humble everything, but well, he was surrounded with these uh, praises from other monks and he felt important. He felt that, well, they call me uh, everywhere, they want me and I am going to serve. And, he, and this, was, this was like foundation, bad foundation in his heart from which many passions ca- could grow. And he would never make this conclusion because he thought that he is serving God through this. So it was, it was, he was, but because he was obedient to his spiritual father who recognized that he's taking bad path, he, he started to see this first, first like, sprouts. Mm-hmm. you know, of, of this passion, so he made these radical uh, commands to him. And this was to serve to save his soul. And this is why, why many times we, uh, we do the same things. Many times we, uh, for example, uh, make our own prayer rule. You know, we make decisions that I am going to pray, for example, extra, example, 100 times Jesus' prayer every day, extra, I'm adding. Sure, you can do this. You made your own decision. You start to follow that, and you will have no problem with that. But problem is that after a while you will be under temptation that I can manage my spiritual life by myself. And there will be some, especially if, and for sure, many times we have good experience with that. If this, uh, because if we didn't discover, if we didn't ask Uh, Like for blessing for this new rule, prayer rule from our spiritual father. So usually it will turn against us, you know. And many times it is it is like uh, we mm, talking about the spiritual uh, prayer rule. Many times we read something and we are inspired that that saint or saying did that, 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 and I I can do this too. And we start to do this without talking to our spiritual father. And uh, well, for example, uh, or better not, we 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 can put on our shoulders bigger weight than we are able to do this. And we burn out after two, three weeks. And, and uh, this is why, why uh, it is important to be under this obedience to spiritual father, that to to give this idea to him for judgment. And you will have that sometimes. The spiritual father will tell you, "Are you joking? Only so little you want to add. You have to add double." He can uh, bring more on your shoulder, or he can say, "Look, this is too much. Take half of this down, or do something else." But many times we are choosing for our prayer rule, or this, or some kind of these tools or what we like to do. A spiritual father can give us something we don't like to do but is more useful for us so the, 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 the thing is that we have to always understand that we cannot trust a mind and a heart uh, we are broken, corrupted by sin all people you know? uh, but we have to realize that this passions in our heart, um, they could be in our heart for a long time and we are so adjusted to them that we consider them as a part of our nature. We don't see, we don't understand that it is something what we have to transform, change. So, so we, we, we don't attack those things. And usually what we are doing, even in spiritual life, is that we are reaching by ourselves what we prefer to do, what we like, what makes, uh, what brings some kind of pleasure to us. That, but it doesn't mean that it is something that helps us. And this is one thing. The second thing is that we have to admit that... Uh, what is missing uh, in our lives is uh, like solid um, studying of spiritual life. And and look how it is. A few months ago, maybe more than a few months ago. My brother he when we talk, he said, Well I fixed my car. There was some kind of problem. I said, "Why you did that?" He said, "Ah, oh, yeah, I said, all the money." So I said, "How did you know how to fix that problem?" He said, "I found it on YouTube. It was a video. I just followed steps which were shown on video." And uh, I was thinking about that, and and I realized we we do those things, you know. I had problems with my computer, so what I did, I went on Google, I said, I wrote this problem, and I found solution, you know, how to change some settings and uh, fix the problem. We always do in the practical world. We are so smart that we know that there is solution, and we should follow some kind of good advices of these smart people who solve these problems, and we search for that actively. We go to school to gain knowledge. We study. Nobody becomes a doctor or some kind of specialist without uh, going through uh, college or whatever kind of education. And evaluate value that, that knowledge. But in spiritual life, many times we all consider ourselves like experts. We know how to live. And this our knowledge is based on some kind of selective advices we are getting or we received. you know and, uh, I remember one uh, and, and at the time I didn't understand correctly one retreat when I was a young priest and uh, this um, Richard master he was telling us as well you know, that we are lazy look whatever problem people have, we just uh, say, just pray and trust God. I said, you are not helping. <laughs> you have to give real, real pills. And I was thinking, what are the real pills? I, I, at the time, I didn't understand quite correctly what uh, he was thinking. Now I, I know exactly what he thought. And uh, trust me that uh, well we didn't have access like, in Slovakia to all these works of saints. We don't have translations. We didn't have translations. We didn't have anything. You you didn't have literature during the communism. We didn't have basic like things. There was no books, and um, we didn't. Uh, in this case, we didn't get like this this knowledge in seminary. Nobody taught us. Uh, to be spiritual fathers, <coughs> how to understand this dynamical spiritual life, the spiritual laws, and and so it it was really difficult to to even if you want it, if you don't know, you don't know. And many times this is happening like uh, that we somehow are getting some confirmation in childhood during like. Um, Maybe like teenagers, and that's it. There was uh, one priest, my friend. I talked to him some time ago, and he told me that we are losing young people like crazy. He said, and and he said nobody knows what to do with that. You know, we are making these camps for them and activities, everything. But it seems nothing's working. Uh, I said uh, he, he was complaining. Nobody is doing anything with that. We we don't know what to do with that. But when we talk, I said, well, the problem is that we don't teach them how to live life this God. I I don't know if you are here that. Uh, did you study how to live this spiritual life or you were just told just read read scripture pray go to confession you know I I uh, I don't want you to answer you know (laughs) I'm just saying that this my experience is that this was somehow neglected and you cannot do it with little children you can you can they can absorb from parents these correct ways how to live spiritual life. They are not able to still to grab uh, in the in the some age it is important to do what we are doing here for teenagers, for high school students. Now we have this introduction to spiritual life, how to live spiritual life. Samuel so is teaching that. And uh, I think this is very important because if, if these young people if they don't know are some steps um, causes that they can go away from God. If they don't understand these this basic spiritual rules, they can be lost very fast. and especially in young age when young people are very open to these impulses from the world, and yeah, and they want to absorb a lot of information, knowledge, and to see, and uh, and especially like now, it is, it is, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's my just in my impression is like through mass media, through movies and everything is is like forcing, like you are young here, you can tell if it's true or not that you should travel. You should experience. You should try many things. You should go to many places to gain experience from the world and to learn a lot of. Nothing against this, but if we take to consideration very basic spiritual law, that once you filled heart, your heart with this world, you will go away from God. You are losing this uh, uh, knowledge. You, you will go away from your spiritual life. Naturally, it's not that you make decisions that I don't want God anymore. Just this excitement or this zeal for God disappears. Because you are filled with, with many, many things. And then young people, they say, well, what happened to me? they found that they come to the point they realize something went wrong. Where is my faith? Where is my this is my zeal? And they don't know what to do. And they, start, they want to start again this relationship with God. They cannot because they want to keep the world present. And they want to gain back this relationship with God but it's impossible you have to give up something what takes barrier well I'm saying all these things uh, just to explain how important it is to have somebody who who can help you to 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 give you an another view you know and to maybe to correct you, maybe to stop you in some activities. Uh, this is very important. St. Theophan the Recluse, Theophan the Recluse, uh, in his book, uh, Path to Salvation, and on the first part, he's talking about a lot of about raising of kids. And in one part, he, he's saying that uh, about this already relatively older kids, maybe teenagers, in our understanding. And in this part he says that the best friend of your son or daughter, the best friend is father. The second is spiritual father. And parents have to take care to, to help to create this relationship with the spiritual father. And he continues, he doesn't need more friends. If God wishes, he will get a friend. But this is enough. He does, he does, uh, through this, he wanted to stress how, how important it is. And, uh, and uh, uh, when I read it first time, it was very strict for me, because, well, I had to somehow defend my approach to raising my son, I, I, and for sure it was not this way. So want, I, I, I had to defend myself. I said, "Well, too strict." But when you think about that, it's great advice. It's great advice, and uh, well, anyway, I took too much so this is this is why, if monks they have this special obedience to special father for us in the world, it, we don't have this obligation to make this wow but but um, it. It doesn't mean that if we are not monks, that we are uh, dispens. Uh, there is no dispensation for us to follow this path. Okay, questions or nothing. Good. Another text, 44.
1: From our own observations, we have clearly perceived that the enemies of our life. The demons are exceedingly jealous of those pursuing the ascetic way under obedience to a spiritual father. Gnashing their teeth at them and devising all sorts of schemes, they do and suggest everything possible so as to separate a monk from his spiritual father's care. They propose plausible excuses. They contrive irritations. They arouse hatred against the father. They represent his admonitions as rebukes. They make his words of correction seem like sharpened arrows. Why, they ask, since you are free, have you become a slave, a slave to a merciless master? How long will you wear yourself out under the yoke of servitude and not see the light of freedom? Then they make suggestions about giving hospitality, visiting the sick and caring for the poor. Next, they extol above measure the rewards of extreme stillness and solitude, and so also <coughs> the weeds in the heart of the devout warrior simply to cast him out of the fold of his spiritual father. And having unmoored him from that untroubled haven, they drive him out to sea into the fierce and soul-destroying tempest. Finally, when they have enslaved him to their own authority, they use him according to their own evil desires.
0: Well, so he gives us like he names several tricks which will be used against us. Uh, he uh, and again uh, the enemy hates obedience because obedience leads to it's a safe place. Many saints, they say that if you are obedient to your spiritual father, even if his order is crazy, it will bring blessing to you. There was, uh, I don't know if it was St. Joseph he asked in his life story, I don't know, but anyway, that the elder, the spiritual father of this brotherhood, uh, when the, when monks were putting like this onions to to the field for growing, so they put it correctly, and he came to them and he, and he told them, you are doing this wrong. You, ha- you are supposed to turn them upside down and to plant it this way. It was like nonsense. Totally nonsense. The monks said forgive us. Please forgive us. We are going to do as you told." And he started to put opposite, not questioning his crazy order. And after a few months, they saw that this field brought the best harvest. And he told them, look, this is the fruit of obedience. And this is just example that how does it work, you know? Because uh, this obedience uh, helps us to um, to to pr- uh, protects us against these attacks of attacks of uh, demons, our enemy. And he says that well. Uh, we were talking about that, that many times we are we, uh, leaving obedience, and we are starting to do our own projects. We think that those are great things, exciting things, you know, and uh, he, take, he says to do work of hospitality or to work of stillness, so that we are choosing what we are doing, you know, and we are, t- because we know better. And the result of disobedience is that we are putting, giving ourselves over to hands of our evil one because of disobedience. I know this is tough to accept now, and especially in our society, when we are raised in this form, some form of individualism, individualism, and. Um, we don't want anybody to limit our freedom, but well, for sure, we should b- be free, but uh, in this case, we should not see that, uh, that uh, uh, advice of spiritual father as a limitation to our freedom. It's, it's something that protects us. And if we are following that, And look, and it is not difficult. Uh, We are not in monasteries, you know, that it has specific forms, but it's not so difficult. If I want to do, I, look, I, it might be that, just example, we have a soup kitchen here. We serve who are, who are, who are in need. Now, you can learn about that and you can say this is a great idea. I would love to serve there. Okay. Is the problem with that, or not? No, it's a great thing to serve to a ministry. But what is asked is, uh, is the the thing is. At first, I should go like to my spiritual father during confession to say. I feel calling to do the things, to serve in this charity, and giving blessing for that. And many times can happen that father a blessed, great idea. Go help as you can. But sometimes the spiritual father can tell you, "No. And, and it happens. Look, if there is if there is like a woman or father of, of mother and they have a bigger family, and I know that for example that uh, they don't have a lot of time, if they would come to me with this idea, I would say no. Take this time and offer, serve your children. You know, this is your duty. This is your, your vocation now. You will serve in soup kitchen when you, you go on retirement or your children are married, you know, and so you will have time, you will do, but now you you are stealing time from your children. In some cases, well, it's not general, you know, but if I know this family, or and how they, uh, how many duties they have, or something. So I would say no. Another comment. And many times it is is with many things. You can be, you can have this feeling, and it can be even from evil one, who would call you to do big things for God. But doing that you will be neglecting something or you will be spending your strength which should be directed to your real duties and responsibilities. And many times it is just uh, you want to run away from some kind of problems. And so we are choosing these things to feel good you know to to um, to we are we are doing things like um, maybe sometimes it is like special long prayers for example in solitude hey we we are we are praying and about we, well but we are not solving any problem with. Own family, with all children, we are just closing eyes but it is like ref- we are running away because we we don't know how to solve the problem. We don't even want to try to solve problem, and we feel that so so we we are searching for something to to fill this gap in heart or this this pain, and and uh, then we are satisfied. We are I'm doing what I'm doing, but I, well. It means that there is a very important thing to ask for these things, for these ideas. Because if not, even good things can become our curse. It can bring us, lead uh, uh, us the wrong way. Does it make sense? And, and it is not that you need permission, that you need something. You are just checking. Your spiritual father, your idea, you are testing this idea. If it is n- if just in a chance, it might be from evil one, it might be temptation. It might be this my uh, how is what is the right word for that? It's my my escape, you know, from from some kind of situation. And uh and I can be confused, I can be deserted, you know, by, by ill ones. So I am just want to be sure. And if I am getting blessing for that, so then, okay, I'm doing this these limits, I'm getting. All right. That's another text, if there is no question, comment.
1: You who are under obedience to a spiritual father must be alert to the cunning of your enemies and adversaries. Do not forget your profession and promise to God. Do not be defeated by insults. Do not be afraid of reproof, mockery or sneering. Do not give way to the proliferation of evil thoughts. Do not evade your father's strictures. Do not dishonor the blessed yoke of humility by daring to be self-satisfied and presumptuous. Instead, Rooting in your heart the Lord's words, he who endures to the end will be saved. Patiently run the race that is set before you, looking to Jesus, the Author and perfecter of our faith.
0: Alright, there is a lot of lot of good advices. I just want to for practical, I, what we can take as to our practical life is that because of this powerful. For, for this power, which is in this relationship between spiritual father and me, um, there is a lot of blessings which comes from that. And because of that, this relationship is under c- almost consta- constant attack from evil one. And usually you cannot, uh, you cannot, uh, it's not like uh, or the form of this attack is usually that you can hear something bad about your spiritual father you know, from others this usually is like seed which causes that you start to hesitate or to have doubts about, about your spiritual father and then you start not to be open to him you start to Uh, judge, his advices. And uh, usually if this happens, so it goes very fast through a spiral down that is growing, growing, growing. Mm. So this is very important uh, that if there is this temptation, uh, I have to confess that. I have to tell, okay, Father, look, this is what came to my soul. I heard something and it causes that uh, doubts. Now, This was, this temptation came to me and uh, well, I am confessing that. And usually when you do that, you remove this or you make this temptation much weaker. This is how to... And look, it is... Uh, we should not be afraid to be frank with your spiritual to open and to talk about that because... He himself went through this journey, and still probably is going through this journey. And uh, usually he already learned these lessons. So, and he went through the same process, same pro- uh, temptations. So, he can help you, uh, he will understand and he will help you. On the other hand, I have to remind that we have to choose carefully who is our spiritual father by because I don't want to tell it like that that you have to go through this process of maturing, cleansing of heart to become a real spiritual father. Ordination gives you this um, uh, sacrament priesthood, but you have to to become spiritual father, you have to there is there is like this. uh, These monks, among monks, is saying that you can become elder when you bury your elder. So it means when your elder, your spiritual father, dies, until the time you are under obedience to him. When he dies, you are becoming elder. So it means uh, they want to say that that there is a long process through which human heart is formed uh, and, and uh, gains this knowledge and some kind of experience how to, how to uh, lead souls. And uh, uh, for sure, um, if I am if going to talk for priests, um, One thing when I'm studying this, or making preparations for book studies, or whatever it is, and it's always when it is this moment when I learn something new, and almost immediately I start to recall many situations when I was asked for advice. And I gave advice based on my knowledge at that time. Based on what I learn now, or I, I or to the knowledge I came through practicing or experience, now I would give totally probably different advice. So this is like part for many years now. It is part of my. Um, some practices during day is uh, to do some repentance and to for those things and to pray for those. I. To whom I didn't give the perfect answer, even I was trying my best. And uh, and this is uh, this is tough, you know. And so we have to always like choose uh, uh, correctly. And uh, one thing, another thing is that. Uh, but in these our times probably it is not enough. In these times we need this. I mean we need to uh, we need to come to this teacher's spiritual life and to learn from them. Did I mention last time about this inspiration one priest gave me in Slovakia about to create this to dedicate your own house to a saint. Mm. I was talking about that?
1: Mm-mm. No, you didn't.
0: There, was, there is uh, one priest, they started these meetings, have uh, So he called me about details how to do this and, and first experiences and how to Start these meetings, and, and and he was he was telling him me about that. His idea is that he would like to to uh, ma- to encourage each family to have to choose like patron saint for house, and to like dedicate home family house to the saint and to pray to him. And it's a wonderful idea. But I told him that I'm going to steal this idea and to offer it in my parish. But, uh, but we talk a little bit later, but my mind was like already <laughs> like thinking about that. And I, and I think that my idea would be, a message, my suggestion, but I have to think about how to practically do it, or offer that, is that not to choose a saint, uh, whoever, whatever it is, we can, we can like that saint. But to choose one of those holy fathers who teach about spiritual life. So, for example, you can choose Brian Cianino, Theodore the Great, Isaac Serian, you know, Theophan the Recluse, John Climac, uh, and many others. And to choose him, okay, I am I'm choosing you as a spiritual father for my household, <coughs> my family. And, and uh, as, a, as a part of morning prayers would be just a short prayer to that person, to that saying, he said, give me word, give me advice, what to do. And, and another, this short prayer, and then to read a little bit from his teaching. And to take, okay, this is what my spiritual father is saying to me today. You know, and this would be very powerful. If we, if we, this would be very powerful. If we can, if we, in if we di- in this way, we bring this saint to our homes and to become our teachers and spiritual fathers, our guide, our directors. I think this is, this, that priest I told him, that I think this is a wonderful idea and, uh, and, uh, and it brings some kind of routine uh, to spiritual life and some kind of responsibilities, but this would be great. I, I have to think about that. More. Right. Thank you for coming. All right, so let's make another text.
1: The goldsmith purifies gold by smelting it in a furnace, and a novice must surrender himself to the struggle for obedience and to the fiery ordeals of a holy life, learning with toil and much patience the practice of obedience. And once his old manners and habits have been melted down and he learns true humility, he becomes radiant, fit for heavenly treasures for a life of immortality and a blessed repose whence pain and sorrow have fled away. Yeah.
0: This is the last text, which is dedicated to this topic, and he, he says what is happening in us through disobedience of a spiritual father. He, he doesn't say that, well, it is a pleasant thing, he says this is not very pleasant because it means that through this obedience to advice of the Spiritual Father, our will is broken. Our old ways of life are broken. And we started some kind of form, a, this, this, we start to discover a new path which leads to Christ. And this is really, uh, I, last time I was talking about that, that when I was listening to some kind of first, some kind of documentary about life of monks, so I was like a little bit surprised that the monks said that uh, that what is the first, first um, duty or step for young monk, that is that his will must be broken and, and they use really strict, uh, very strict uh, uh, ways how to break the, this will of monk because until his will is alive he will never uh, start to walk on this fast path to heaven. It's not about humiliation, it's not about to taking away his freedom, it's just, as he said, to cleanse that. So, through this, some kind of this exercises, through this obedience, he's like all the structure he built himself for his life is like, is given under fire. As a gold is put to fire to purify, may it is more cleaner. So it's done on fire. Everything what is not correct is burned out. A new structure can be can be built, and this is happening all time, and and it is it is natural process, um, and we we can we know that. Uh, Sometimes we know that with some kind of this experience, uh, sometimes we don't understand it correctly. Uh, Many people who who made decisions, some kind of after when they were touched by God's grace and they came to this desire to start new life is Christ, really and everything. So suddenly, after a while, they start to experience difficulties, problems, crises. They say, "Well, everything, you know, I, I, I thought that everything will be better now because I belong to Christ, and now, like everything goes like worse." And there are they they, they leave this path because it seems that it doesn't work. And uh, I like this uh, experience, uh, this this uh, uh, explanation given by one, one priest used in, in homily said. When you make decisions for Christ, don't expect paradise on earth, because the first thing what He's going to do is He will bring huge bulldozer and He will demolish everything what you have, because you build wrong foundations, you build wrong structures. So He is going to put everything to the ground to demolish, and then He starts to build something new and firm in your soul. So don't be surprised if you are, It's things are going to change, and this change, at first, is not very pleasant. And this is, this is something what we experience. And this is process uh, which is necessary. We cannot build our, if we come to if we make decisions and we are, or we follow this desire to grow in Christ, uh, to grow in this intimacy with God, we cannot build on bad foundations because the structure will fall, up, uh, fall down. You know, we we can really even like spend all day in prayer and and doing wonderful deeds and fasting and. Uh, whatever, whatever we choose, but if foundations are not correctly, the spiritual structure of my soul will be not stable and will be falling apart. I will be not growing. I will build something, but it will fall down. This is why, why, you know, even like he says about this, monks that it is a really disforming it is and if you remember we use this comparison that that this young monk is like clay piece of clay without form and spiritual father is that one who puts hands there and he forms from this clay beautiful ceramic you know ways or part of whatever it is. But this guy has to cooperate with his hands. You know. I d I don't know expression, good expression. Invaluable. In- m- 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 yeah. Well probably yeah. You know right. and, and and this is through this through obedience is happening and uh, yeah. all right we mm, mm, really made progress today <laughs> yes we did all right